are. We got you live. We are live. Shabbat shalom and greetings to the 12 tribes scattered abroad. YouTube did an update on us. So we're monkeying around. You got shots of my head and we weren't even there, but we're here. want to thank all of you for tuning in. Blessings, blessings there on the chat, all of you. Truly, truly glad to have you here this Sabbath. Thank you, everybody, for your support of the ministry. It makes all the difference. And remember, go to TorahToTheTribes.com forward slash connect and connect with us on all of our Zoom platforms. We've got the Sabbath Fellowship, Shabbat Fellowship. We've got the Calendar Club. We've got Men's Prayer, Women's Prayer. We've got Torah Youth Worldwide. It's a great platform, especially in times like this, when you can get together through the computer screen and have a holy convocation. We are in Revelation chapter 17 this week. The Scarlet Woman and the Scarlet Beast. We've got Mystery, Mystery Babylon the Great, the Mother of Harlots, and of the abominations of the earth. We're going to be unpacking the meaning of the woman and the beast, the meaning of the woman and the beast. And I know, I know it's been a crazy week and some of you are so disappointed because you read ahead like you should have, good students of the Bible that you are, and some of you expected to see Old Joe giving Camel Toe Harris a piggyback down into his DNC stage basement this week in fulfillment of this very prophecy, didn't you? Come on, come on, come on, man. I mean, come on, come on, man. Come on, man. What a clown show. If there was ever a whore on the back of the beast, that would have been the candidate, wouldn't it, this week? But I'm sorry for your disappointment. Bible prophecy just isn't that simple, and it isn't stupid. So that did not come to its fulfillment. But I tell you what, Revelation 17, we're going to be looking into its fulfillment and some true signs that we may see on our horizon in our cities and going on in the world. Please pray for our brothers and sisters in South Africa because they are going through some unprecedented, difficult, difficult times. And there came one of the seven heavenly angels who had the seven bowls and talked with me saying, come here. I will show to you the judgment of the great whore that sits upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth who have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the Ruach, in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of the abominations of filthiness, 
of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. Now, you may remember a few chapters back in Revelation chapter 11, we examined whether Jerusalem was in fact the eschatological city, a mystery of Babylon. And I thought there was some weight to some of the facts that I brought forth from the scripture. But today, I want us to weigh in the balance, and you decide, another candidate. Because I, I believe the truth often lies somewhere in the middle, doesn't it? Somewhere in the middle. You see, Jerusalem is the spiritual base of the synagogue of Satan. The money, the brains of the operation. But there's always foot soldiers that are needed, disposable foot soldiers that will be used to disseminate the tyranny to the nations. So somewhere in the middle, we're not discounting what I brought forth in Revelation 11, being that Jerusalem or the synagogue of Satan is the eschatological city, mystery Babylon. Uh, the brains, the occult wickedness, the money behind the curtain. But there's another city that comes into my mind. There's foot soldiers that I see upon the shores of America. Foot soldiers moving throughout our cities under the cover of BLM, Antifa Tarts, and all of those others burning, looting, and causing uproar before the very people. But not only here, in South Africa too, we find different names, but still the same, same weight and balance hiding behind the curtain thrusting forward. We have guests here today from Persia, and we were talking last night how they grew up in Iran before the revolution. And we were talking about some of the things that they witnessed, witnessed as young people as the revolution took hold in Persia, in what we call today Iran. The defunding and destabilization of the police force getting youth out on the streets, pulling down statutes, burning buildings, looting, and causing mayhem. You see, the seeds have been sown in many nations before, but now we are coming to the fulfillment of mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots. So we're going to look at another candidate, Jerusalem, the spiritual base, of course, of the synagogue of Satan, using, though, maybe another geographic location and another people, foot soldiers, to fulfill its end-time goals of wickedness. Now, traditionally, back in the Calvary Chapel days, and I'm sure many of you, this is Rome, isn't it? It's Rome, of course, we all know that. It's Rome. 
But it could very well be, like I said in Revelation 11, Jerusalem. But how about we look east to the sandy deserts of where the wind originates as it blows westward. That eastern wind that blows westward through the nations where the eagle and the vulture dwell as they then devour the carcasses of the nations. We should look to Medina and Mecca because there we will find that Mecca herself sits surrounded by eight different bodies of water. It's interesting to note that oil is the fornicating wine that causes all people, small and great, to drink of Mecca's power and wealth under the altar of Saudi Arabia. You remember back in the Gulf War and how in Kuwait they were setting the oil fields on fire? Now, in verse 8, John was carried away to the wilderness. Is it possible that it was an Arabian wilderness? It's very possible to me that he was carried away in the spirit, in fact, not to a wilderness per se, but a sand-blown desert. Because the Greek word used here is eremos, meaning a desert in particular. And it definitely throws a spanner in the works, doesn't it, to the Roman or European beast theory. You see, the, wom the woman is symbolic for a city. The usual Greek word polis is used. And in Hebrew, the word here would be er. It's Hebrew number in the Strong's 5782. And it links to an old Arabic word, Medina. Yes, as in Mecca and Medina. So the Greek word polis is used, but the Hebrew word, Strong's number 5782, is similar to the Arabic word Medina, as in the city that is associated with, of course, what I'm about to delve into, that's housed within Saudi Arabia, riding that very beast. Not just the city, and the world is riding currently side saddle or under her skirt, and they're going down right now, woo-flu style. And that's what we're all witnessing. And we're trying to figure it all out, and I hope to unpack that today. Look at verse 8. And I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of the names of blasphemy. We're coming into an epoch where Yahweh is actually going to be in the process of rebuilding as the nations are being demolished. The nations are being demolished and burnt and history is being torn down. But Yahweh is waiting, waiting patiently to rebuild. What is he going to rebuild? The prophecies, the fallen tabernacle of David. So there is an implosion of society right now. And I would suggest to you that it is Western Christian society that is hated 
by the beast system. And anything associated with Christian values, morality, decency in the Bible, whether it's statues, federal statues, buildings, the Ten Commandments, anything of decency and moral morality that can be linked to the Bible is they are trying to what? Tear it down before our very eyes because this, the beast, cannot stand. Western Christian society, okay? And regardless of them not keeping the Sabbath and all of that, but we understand what I'm talking about. Biblical morality and truth that has permeated the West until more recent years. Look at Amos chapter 9 verse 1, where we get our source text for the rebuilding. And then we're going to look at the opposite of that, the tearing down, the tearing down when Yahweh is in the midst of rebuilding. Because there's always enemies that are seeking to tear down, destroy, and plunder, whilst Yahweh has his people on the precipice of something magnificent, which I believe that we are about to see in our reality. Amos chapter 9, verse 1. And I saw Yahuwah standing upon the altar. And he said, smite the lintel of the door and the posts may shake. Are you feeling a bit of a shaking in society right now? Do you feel it all, everything that you've worked your whole life for? It's all, it's all crumbling around us, your hopes, your dreams. What kind of future do we have for our children? Well, we do have a future. It's an amazing future. But we have to get through the shaking and the tumbling first. Cut them in the head, all of them, and I will slay the last of them with the sword. He that fleeth of them shall not flee away, and he that escapeth of them shall not be delivered. Look at verse 3. Thence will I command the serpent, and he shall bite them. Verse 11 in that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen and close up the breaches thereof. And I will raise up his ruins and I will build it as in the days of old. We can't overlook this prophecy. This is a prophecy when it apparently to the unschooled of the word and the prophecies, seems that everything is imploding around you. Society is crumbling. There is destruction everywhere. It's the judgment of the wicked. But in the meantime, those of the word, the children of Yahweh, were gathered together after the resurrection of Yahushua in the 15th chapter of Acts, in the 16th verse, and they quoted this very text. As the Romans were surrounding them, there was oppression and aggression. Their society was crumbling. The temple was about to be destroyed. Their whole hopes and dreams and society was crumbling around. And, and, and they quoted this text. Because in the midst of Yahweh just about to do a miracle in his people's lives by taking down the pagan nations and a godless society that surrounds them, that is an enemy to them, there's always going to be the enemies of Yahuwah 
that are going to always try to hinder the building. Correct? Those little foxes. Those little foxes. And let's look at those little foxes that would hinder the building. And where would we go? What would be our source text for that? Think about it. We'd have to go to the book of Nehemiah, wouldn't we? We'd go to the second chapter of Nehemiah and the 19th verse. Turn with me there. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 19. This is the context of our last days as Yahweh is about to do some rebuilding in the midst of destruction. There's always going to be those parties, if you will. We better hope they don't get voted in. Those parties that are going to try and absolutely decimate the last standing columns. The Sanbalats, the Joe Bidens the camel toe Harrises. You better watch out for the Sanbalats because their name gives them away. Their national origin gives them away because they're a cult and they're working in the highest corridors of government right now. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 19. But when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, and Geshen the Arabian heard it, they laughed us to scorn. If you try to communicate your faith today, are you laughed to scorn? If you try to communicate truth, righteousness, honesty, and morality, are you laughed to scorn? When you try to, to tell the truth of the prophecies of the scripture, are you la are there doubting Thomases everywhere? They're worse than doubting Thomases because they have no redemption. They laugh us to scorn. They despised us and said, What is this thing that ye do? Will ye rebel against the king? Here's the tell. Here's the tell. Sanbalat is a derivative of two words. Number one, sin, as in the pre-Islamic moon god, sin. And number two, alat, alat, the feminine of Allah, one of his three daughters. Sanbalat harassed Israel as they were attempting to rebuild the fallen tabernacle of David, which is our time in the prophecies now. Now. There is the male and female union of the snake, if you will, that is going to be pushed forward to bring in a destruction of the last standing columns of Western Christian society. Joe and the Ho. Because it is prostitution. It's a whore. As the scriptures say, it always has been spiritual, 
But because people are so dumb, it's actually been spelled out for us literally. Uh, literally. Because our society has become so inept in education. Alat is also known as Aphrodite Porne. Aphrodite Porne. Aphrodite, the temple prostitute, the goddess who was adorned in scarlet and purple. Scarlet and purple. Sanbalat, the Horonite, better a translation, emphasis on the trans there, would be Sanbalat, the Horniite, right? I'm joking, but really, I mean, they're prancing around this thing today in long skirts doing some really freaky religious stuff. What am I talking about? They prance around in long skirts, the Kaaba in Mecca, rubbing and kissing it. Why? Because it's all part of the worship of what? Aphrodite Porne, which takes us all the way back to the moon, the pre-Islamic moon god Sin, and the feminine, one of the daughters of Allah, Alat, Sanbalat, Aphrodite Porne, the whore. The whore. They'll sell you out to the Mohammedan foot soldiers under the cover of BLM, Antifa Tarts, and then the governing body over it, soon to appear, NATO and the UN. Funded by the Chaikoms and the synagogue of Satan. And we're going to have to go back to my history a little bit, the 1990s and what happened in Kosovo, because there they laid it all out with NATO. So bear with me, because it's coming to a city. It's already in Portland, Oregon, okay? Just up the road. This is crazy land, what I'm about to share, but is rooted in historical truth and biblical fact. And now we have to link the prophecies. Sambalat, the Horonite. The Kaaba in Mecca is historically decorated in scarlet and purple and dedicated to Alat or Aphrodite Porne. That's why during the Hajj, the Mohammedan encircles the cube, kissing and rubbing it passionately, which, you know, caused quite a problem with the Wuchan flu, didn't it? I mean, that's when, you know, all of a sudden they couldn't do that anymore. That's kind of not going to be good, is it? You can't be rubbing and kissing if you're masked up, right? And the mask has its origin in Islam and the occult. Okay? So let's be clear. Let's be clear where this is leading you to. This is gently turning up that temperature of the frog in boiling water so that you will all then be just ready to go into full Sharia as it comes into the cities being re reinforced under UN and NATO. Shock troops. You see, covering the face is an Islamic tradition. Persia, Lebanon, 
in the 60s, one of the most beautiful areas of the world. If you wanted to go on holiday somewhere spectacular, you'd go to Lebanon. If you were in Europe, oh, the universities where you grew up in Persia, women, free, unveiled in the 60s. Now, masked, muzzled, turbaned, and in chains. You see, all of this happened in the revolution when they got rid of the Shah. And they eventually exported it. There's parts in London where it looks as if you're in another world. Another world. And you look at the uniform of these Antifa tarts and BLM. And its origin, it's all the same. But now we need to find a legal veil under which it may operate. Because it's certainly not going to be Homeland Security. They won't put up with it. Even the police force is tired of it. But NATO, the United Nations, perfect color of law. Perfect. Bear with me. I'll unpack this. No city or kingdom on earth can match the wealth of Saudi Arabia. I think we all see that. Our universities in this country have changed. Even the NFL and the, the, the basketball team, the NBA, a lot of the funding, Saudi Arabia and, of course, China. She is decked with all the riches known to man. Just walk down Knightsbridge in London and you can see. So I don't think Babylon is Rome. I don't. Mecca and Medina in Saudi Arabia proclaims the very religion that was started in Babylon by Nimrod. It's now propagated to the entire globe through Saudi oil and United States politics. Look at verse 6. And I saw the woman. She was drunk, absolutely drunk, on the blood of the Israelite saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Yahushua. And when I saw her, I wondered greatly. And the heavenly angel said unto me, But why is it that you marvel such? I will tell you the mystery, the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has seven heads and ten horns. So she's drunk with the blood of the saints. You know, the Roman church stopped killing the saints centuries ago. So this is kind of a stretch trying to attribute this to them. It, it, it would have worked back in medieval times, and it, it, it was applied that way. But those days are long gone. We are now in a whole new brave world. Only Islam in this final hour has revived itself back to the practices of its founder and is slaughtering true believers with an insatiable appetite of destruction. Past kings have morphed out into the house of Saud. 
The Greek word used here could very well be mountains rather than hills. You see, Rome is in the midst of seven hills. I'll give you that, I'll give you that. But Mecca, Mecca is literally in the midst of seven mountains. Look at verse 8. The beast that you saw was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell in the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the scroll of life from the foundation of the earth when they see the beast that was, check it out, that was, that is not, currently at the time of John's writing this, it is not, was, the, was Rome there when he was writing this? Yes, yes. So this is a problem for, for you to try and attribute this to Rome. Because when he was writing it, he said, they is not here. He didn't quite say it like that, but I imagine he would have done. They is not here. Come on, man. Come on, man. The Ottoman Empire or Islam had not yet come in John's day. But when they did come, it was for a time, was it not? And it ceased then to be in 1920. And now the beast is healed and is being revived today. It's the revived Ottoman Empire. So is it Roman? Well. It's the eastern leg of the Roman Empire, which is Ottoman, which is Ottoman. Again, this is a stretch trying to attribute this to the Roman Empire, since Rome was actually around in John's day. And that this text then would disqualify Rome. This clearly speaks out of, of an empire not yet come in John's time that was raised up, was, then is not in the time of John, and yet is, meaning it's revived at the very end of times. You tracking with me? Because I'm totally with me. Look, verse 9. Let me have a sip from Mara. Arabian sponsor. No, it's not Arabian, but you gave us some Arabian sponsors last night. I had some wonderful um, Arabic tea last night, didn't I? Yeah, I'm going to have some baklava when I get home too, right? Halva. I'm having some halva. What else have I got? I've got all kinds of goodies. Yeah. But you won't find me decked in the array of splendor of purple and all that tarty stuff. Verse 9, and here is the mind that has wisdom. The seven heads are the seven mountains on which the woman sits. And there are seven kings, five have fallen and one is and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short space. This is definitely Ottoman. Okay, look at verse 11. And the beast that was and is not... Even he is the eighth and is of the seventh and goes into destruction. Now, stay with me here, because some of you are like, is the seventh or the eighth was, goes where, what, what, what? I mean, so you do have to kind of, you know, relax a little bit and read the scripture through, because, you, you know, 
It's not a bunch of run-on sentences here. Look at verse 12. And the ten horns that you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as of yet, but received power as kings in just one hour with the beast. Now remember in chapter 11, when we looked at Jerusalem's seven mountains, we looked at Mount Zion, we looked at Mount Ophel, we looked at Mount Moriah, we looked at Mount Bethsaida, we looked at Mount Acre, we looked at Mount Gareb, and we looked at Mount Goath. But Mecca in Saudi Arabia, it isn't built on seven hills, but it is in the center of them. It is in the center of them. Hence, it could be said that she is built on seven hills. Right? Think about it. And the hills are, number one, Jabal al-Abu Siba. I should have you pronounce this stuff. Number two, Jabal Salfa. Number three, Jabal Marwa. Number four, Jabal Abu Milcha. Number five, Jabal Abul Mahia. And number six, Jabal Abul Khulya. And number seven, Jabal Abul Guzlan. Seven hills, and she sits in the midst of those seven. So, is it possible that the woman is the harlot city Mecca? I would say possible and highly probable. But does that discount the money and the occult architecture of what we spoke about in Revelation 11 and the synagogue of Satan? No. I think it's the wicked mind and the spirit behind it and then the foot soldiers that enforce it out in the nations. You see, Mecca is actually referenced in Quran 6.92 and 42.5 where she is called this. Um al-Qara, Um al-Qara, meaning the mother of all settlements. Hence, the mother of harlots, the mother of harlots. You see, another name for Mecca or the wilderness and mountains surround it, wait for it, according to Islamic tradition, is Faran. Faran. Or, as we would know it in our Bible, Paran. Paran. Yes, the desert of Paran mentioned in the Torah. Genesis chapter 21, verse 21. Ishmael became an archer and he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran. Genesis chapter 49, verse 22. Ishmael is a what? He is an archer. But then in Genesis chapter 49, verse 22, Joseph, the house of Joseph, all ten tribes scattered abroad, is a fruitful bough that grows over the wall, meaning it expanded into the west. Even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall, the archers, Ishmael, Islam, have sorely grieved him. 
and shot at him and hated him. We are seeing Antifa, BLM, funded heavily by massive corporations that are taking their money from the oil fields of Saudi Arabia. You've got to follow the money. You've got to follow the money. Then, really, is there actually any need for NATO? In the 60s and the 50s, yes, not so much now. So they're in need of a job, a purpose, policing, money. What was the UN before it was the UN? Where did they go? Got morphed, right? Got morphed into the UN. What was it? General Assembly or something, wasn't it? What was it? Thank you. League of Nations. What happened to the League of Nations? Right? Morphed into the UN. NATO had a purpose right after the Second World War. Especially when we were trying to then participate in a pact in Europe trying to keep the Soviets back, right? NATO really kind of has lost its way, just like the European Union has lost its way. They need a purpose. They need, oh, let me tell you of the purpose. You see, the wilderness of Paran, the site where Ishmael settled, Faran in the Quran, is an Arabized Hebrew word. The name of Mecca mentioned in the Torah and where Ishmael settled Paran. Look at verse 10. Five have fallen. That's five past empires that ruled in the Middle East. The Egyptian Empire, gone. The Assyrian Empire, the Babylonian Empire, Medo-Persia, Grecian. One is current. In, in John's day, was Rome current? Yes. The other, number seven, was yet to come, but it didn't come until 1,400 years after John's writing this. You see, John wrote this, and when it did come, it lasted for a relative short space of time until the beginning of the 20th century. So the seventh, can clearly be identified as Islamic Ottoman. But now we get to the eighth, which is our current life. A revive. My wife is totally tracking with me. I can see it in her eye, the sparkle, the shine, just the, the synapse are firing there, right, honey? You, she's, she's there with me. I feel it. Moshe, you're with me, right? Totally, totally. Moshe's with me. Moshe's with me on all things, right? <laughs> all things action is Moshe with me. Where were we? 
Did I actually ever take a sip of this or was I just talking about it and thinking about it? We get to the eighth. The eighth is a revived, I believe, it's possible, very probable, and what I believe, a revived Ottoman Empire funded today by George Soros and operating under the cover in this country of Antifa. My wife is cracking up at me in the back row. Can we turn the camera on my wife, please? Can, 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 can we show our audience what... No. <laughs> my goodness. Where was I? What was we talking about? We were talking about the revived Ottoman Empire funded by George Soros and operating in this country under the cover of Antifa, BLM, and we will soon see a legal covering for it, NATO and the UN. I think this is the eighth, and it's from the seventh. It's from the seventh. Look at verse 11. The eighth to control the Middle East was and is the Ottomans. They were the seventh empire to do so. The eighth, of course, is also Islamic, and it's from the seventh, meaning it's a revival of the Ottoman Empire, a revival of Islam. The eighth comes from the ruins of the seventh world empire to rule the Middle East. At least I'm getting some nod heads from the Persians here, okay? Uh, okay, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good now. I'm getting some reassurance. The wife maybe not tracking, but I've got the Persian Jews tracking with me, so we're good, okay? I've got thumbs up. I've got, I got double thumbs up from the Persian Jews. I'm feeling good. Right, now I... <laughs> oh, banana boats here at Torah to the Tribes. Isaiah chapter 21, verse 9. Isaiah levels a prophetic oracle against Babylon using the very same announcement that we find in the next chapter, Revelation chapter 18 and Revelation chapter 14. Babylon is fallen, is fallen. Now we're going to get to your current country that you grew up in, no longer the jewel of the Middle East, Iran, which of course is biblical Elam, must destroy Arabia. Look, Isaiah chapter 21, verses 11, 13, and 16. The burden against Duma, the burden against Arabia, all the glory of Kedar will fail. You grew up in the glory days of Persia. And I've met many people over the years that don't like to, to be referred to as Iran. Is that correct? And you don't say, I'm Iranian. No, because you're Persian. Because that's the glory and the splendor. And the same of, I know people from Lebanon, Lebanese. And the glory and the splendor when the French were there as well and the peace and the harmony in the 50s and the 60s especially. And then, of course, the revolution started. And, of course, this was all funded by the very same types of organizations of destabilization that we are now currently in. And they destroyed 
Persia. They destroyed Lebanon. They destroyed Kosovo. Kosovo was the last successful trial run where NATO, they couldn't have done it without NATO. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that if we have time. I may go long today. But we weren't here last week. And we're not going to be here next week. So we could go long today. It's okay. Or I could stop right here. Okay, I've got one nodding saying no. It's saying go, go, okay, go, okay. Verse 13. Okay, all of those that I just quoted in Isaiah chapter 21, verse 11, 13, and 16, these are all in Arabia, which is destroyed by Iran, or the Persians' Ilam, Isaiah 21, 2. Going back to our 13th verse in Revelation 17, these have one mind and shall give their power and strength to the beast. So we had 10 formerly moderate Islamic nations, I believe, are being raised up under the color of law using NATO, BLM, Antifa, and eventually the UN to join in the beast's vision, spreading and enlisting nations, nations such as Iran, Lebanon, Egypt, and Jordan. Ten will swear allegiance to the beast by worshipping him. You see, Mecca, it certainly seems to meet the criteria to me, though you can't forget that the synagogue of Satan is pulling the strings of the puppets that they are presenting before us to bring about the fulfillment of Satan's plan. Look at verse 14. What is the plan? That they shall make war against the Lamb, and with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is master of masters, and king of kings. And they that are with him are called the chosen and faithful people of Israel. So we are the overcomers. In the midst of the turmoil, when the bricks are being thrown, and when the postal vans are being set alight, because apparently now Trump's, you know, holding the... Uh, I don't know how these people, how they think. It's, it's, it's wild to me. But we won't go there. We are the people that will overcome through all of this. We have to have hope and not despair. Because in verse 15, and he said to me, the water that you saw where the whore sits are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And the ten horns that you saw upon the beast, these shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For Yahweh has put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdoms to the beast until the words of Yahuwah shall be fulfilled. The words of Yahuwah shall be fulfilled in our lifetime and in our lives. And that is a great blessed hope, is it not? In the midst of the turmoil, when the bricks are falling, we shall stand and have a hope and have a peace and we have a future. 
But the end time whore is raising up right before our very eyes. And it's a conglomerate of Islamic nations and countries all worshipping and serving their beast under the guise of the United Nations, NATO, BLM, Antifa Tarts, and they are a destabilizing force. I mean, just last week, I think it was, Antifa.com was redirecting to JoeBiden.com's donation page. Somebody sent me a link, and I was like, no. So I typed in Antifa.com, and it redirected to Joe Biden's donation page. Brazen, just brazen. A terrorist organization was redirecting to a presidential candidate's page. And somehow, this is okay. I mean, our attorney general came out and told us the truth. And we have a great AG in D.C. right now. And I'll come out and say that. Bill Barr. I mean, good grief. I mean, some of you go, oh, now and tell you a story. Let me sit down and tell you a story. It's a sad story, but it's going to set you up and hopefully allow you to see some things that are happening, not only in South Africa, but things that are happening in Portland, Oregon, and in our cities and in our streets. And the history, of course, is a Bosnian history because that's when NATO did a dry run that culminated. Which camera are we on? We're, we're good? Okay. Um, that's when NATO did a dry run that culminated with the bombing of Yugoslavia in 1999. Now, Yugoslavia was a wonderful place to go on holiday. We went on holiday there when I was a kid to Dubrovnik. Beautiful place. Beautiful. Right there on the beach. Got the little pedal boat, you know. It was a wonderful European holiday. And then this happened. NATO. Now some people are going to get offended at this, but, you know, it's not really the... For 79 days, they bombed and bombed and bombed. 25,000 people dead. 12,500 people injured. 2,700 children killed. So I say it's the North Atlantic terrorist organization, not treaty organization, because there was no treaty. There was no approval of that bombing raid. There was no United Nations Security Council meeting. What they did was terrorism, and it was all sanctioned under NATO. And that is what scares me 
about what I see going on in Portland, Oregon, and what I see happening in America right now with the setup of the defunding of the police. The defunding of the police. If you follow the NATO train, it's going to first stop of that train, it's going to pull into the Clinton station. It pulls into the Clinton station. And then you'll see that it stops at every DNC station all the way up to Joe and the Ho 2020. That's just a fact. Follow the money. Who was the president who was working with NATO during this whole episode in Kosovo back then? None other than old Billy Boy. Okay, but I need to be careful, especially when I start talking about this guy, Radovan Kardazik, the president of the Republic of Sparsk. He ordered the United Nations personnel to be taken hostage for what they did, hostage for what they did in May to June 1995. So what did they do? They tracked him down like a dog and disappeared him after a, sh after a sham war crimes trial. Got him as a war criminal. But then you go, well, why was he the one that held the NATO troops hostage? Because he saw what they did to his people because only half the story has been told. I mean, I'm not saying that this guy was a saint. What I'm saying is nobody seemed to be questioning the NATO-Zio-Muslim connections and the genocide of Christian Serbs. Because that's what I was seeing, Christian Serbs being slaughtered slaughtered and NATO standing by and allowing the Mohammedans to do it. And NATO were allowing it to happen. You see, all we ever heard about when I was growing up was the butcher of Bosnia, the butcher of Bosnia and the ethnic cleansing of the Albanians, which were Mohammedan Albanians. But nobody mentions the Christian Serbs. And NATO, they were supporting the Mohammedans. And the Mohammedans, the Albanians, had been persecuting the Christian Serbs for centuries. For centuries. And yet they finally had enough of it when they were put in the pressure pot of what was happening in Kosovo in the 90s. But NATO came along and they supported Islam. And they let them do the dirty work, just as you're seeing here in America and in South Africa right now. The origins are the same. You see, there was hundreds of years of Islamic oppression against this Christian group, these Christian Serbs. And it stemmed all the way back 
to the Battle of Kosovo in 1389 between the Christian Serbs and the Ottoman Empire. Now, are you familiar with this history? This was something that, that we were taught in school, but most probably here in America, you're like, what is he talking about? Albanian Muslims, Christian Serbs, who is that? Is that in China? No, no, this, this, this is very real to me. And now I'm seeing it being played out here in America, and no wonder so many don't see it. But when you came from an area, when you used to go on holiday to Yugoslavia that is no more, and then you track and see the history of the westward migration of the eastern wind of Islam that originates in Mecca, blowing westward, and then you see how the United Nations or NATO side with the Mohammedan against any last vestiges of Christianity. In this case, in Kosovo, it was the Christian Serbs. And what's the first thing that they do? Defund the police. Second thing, tearing down statutes and monuments. Same thing in Persia, right? I've got the Persian Jews nodding their heads at me. They're going to slap me silly when they come back to my house tonight. Enough of the Persian Jew stuff, would you, for crying out loud. <laughs> but this has been blowing my mind lately because I've been looking back at some of this history and it's like, oh my goodness. What's going on? Why are they defunding the police? Why are they pulling down these Christian statues? Why are they doing all this stuff? Well, hang on a minute. What's this about NATO? What's this about the United Nations? Hang on a minute. Why did I just see these kind of troops? Why did I just see this kind of armored vehicle go by? What? What kind of uniform is that? What's going on in Portland, Oregon? Hang on a minute. Why do they have such a problem with Homeland Security? What's going on? As they did then, so they are doing now. That's all I'm saying. In our streets and in our cities, NATO is joining up with Islam. Back then, it culminated with 2,300 airstrikes. The NATO terrorists fired more than 400,000 missiles. Can you believe that? And the first station this train stops at is Station Clinton. And it stops at every single DNC station afterwards, all the way up to our current election. That's what's so concerning to me. And nobody's saying anything. And that is what I'm concerned about because this is not happenstance. And all anybody talked about when I was younger was, oh, the butcher of Bosnia, oh, those poor Albanian Muslims, oh, my goodness, those Serbians, let's round them up and put them on war crimes trials. Hang on a minute. You mean the Christian Serbians that you slaughtered? using NATO without any clearance from the United Nations that Bill Clinton was a part of? You mean that very thing that the Americans got roped into being 
totally ignorant of what was happening on the ground with years and years of religious tension. Yeah, that thing. That thing. That I grew up in that very, very culture and used to go on blooming holiday there. You know, Sarajevo, where you couldn't cross the street without a sniper trying to take you down when you were pushing your pram. That city? Yeah, that city that was under siege with snipers killing babies and civilians every single day. Sit cities under siege while NATO looks looks on and approves it all and actually supports Albanian Muslims killing Serbian Christians? Oh, that could never happen. Welcome to Chaz, Seattle. You don't think they're trying to set that up in our cities? You don't think that that was a dry run for where we're at currently? They've already done it. They've already done it. This is most disturbing to me. NATO used Christian Serbs as guinea pigs, as guinea pigs by targeting them with banned, depleted uranium ammunition and graphite bombs, the purpose of which was, listen, to disable the electrical power grid. Hello, California fires. Hello, California fires. The next step in the process. You literally can follow the train. Thread the needle. It's what we do with the Bible scriptures. Just do it with history and you'll get the same revelation. Yahweh has trained us in his word to do the same thing so we can discern what's going on in the world. That's all I do. I use how he's trained me in his word to be able to discern what's going on in the world using history as the template for their program. That's why they are burning and burning and burning in California currently to destabilize the electrical power grid before the election so that they can do the mail-in voting and steal the very election to bring in NATO and the UN. Joe and the Ho are working this plan right now because the train is a Clinton train all the way from Kosovo to our current world. And remember, you can always get us on BitChute if this is the last time we appear on YouTube, okay? This isn't happenstance. None of this is happenstance. If our grid goes down, mail-in voting, 
the removal of the police, then ethnic cleansing starts. Then ethnic cleansing starts. Oh, that's it. That's ridiculous. Try and wear a red MAGA hat in Portland, Oregon, and see how, how, much you're, you, how, how long you stand. There'd be some serious ethnic cleansing going on. And I wouldn't be surprised if you got killed. How is that possible? A six-year-old boy this week got attacked for wearing a MAGA hat. That's just wrong. That's just immoral. That's just not decent. It's just wrong. The ethnic cleansing of the Serbs right out of Kosovo, no one ever wants to talk about that. These were NATO peacekeepers that allowed it all to happen. Just like BLM are viewed by the same NATO-funded politicians as what? What's BLM? What does our governor say? What do these West Coast governors say? Oh, these are peaceful, these are peaceful protesters. We just, have to, we just have to support them. That's exactly what NATO did. That's called coloring law. It gives it a guise of law when in reality... It's immoral. It's wickedness. It's wrong. But they have a color of law and they implement their vice because they are whores. Political and spiritual whores. This is why I am so concerned with this right now. This is why I'm presenting this teaching regardless, regardless. Because I believe we need to be so watchful when it comes to this sentiment of defunding the police with what's going on right now. Because on, the June, on June 10th in 1999, the United Nations Security Council did adopt Resolution 1244. And they sent 37 1,200 K-4 soldiers from 36 countries, including Americans, mainly Americans, to the province of Kosovo with a mission. And what was their mission? To preserve peace and safety. 37,200 K-4 soldiers, K-F-O-R, That means the Kosovo force. It was a NATO-led international peacekeeping force in Kosovo. What the K-4 soldiers really did was protect and support Kosovo Albanians, Muslims, during their raids on Serbian civilians, Christians their households, their churches, their cemeteries, just as they are now establishing, protecting Antifa tarts, BLM, as they terrorize neighborhoods in Portland, Oregon, night after night. 
It's a catch and release program. It's embarrassing. Look at all the mug, mug shots up there in Multnomah County. It's a catch and release program. All the whilst civilians are at risk. Anything that was remotely connected to anything Christian, anything Serbian that was not Muslim was targeted for extermination and destruction. And NATO, including American soldiers, stood by and let it happen because that was what they were told to do. And they cannot think critically. They're just following the commands. That's what concerns me. This was done all under the noses of K4 peacekeepers who pretended to be in Kosovo to preserve peace and safety. Look, after decades upon decades of being bullied and terrorized by those Albanian Muslims and eventually provoked in a way that could no longer be ignored, did the Serbs kick back? Yeah, they did. Yeah, the Christian Serbs, they kicked back. They told themselves, enough is enough. As our churches, as our women, as our children, as our houses are being decimated, as NATO is standing on watching this and supporting the very Albanian Muslims doing it. And the world was just happy with it. Just happy with it. And then when the Serbian Christians kicked back, and their military commanders actually got them organized and they kicked back. They rounded them up and they put them into what? Trials, chased them down, hunted them down and put them down for war crimes. But those generals, they held NATO captive and hostage because they saw what they were doing. You see, you've got to dig into that story because that's a piece of history that hasn't been told much here in America. It hasn't been told much here in America. That's how they're enabling to get away with what they're doing now because the story, the history is being told by the Clinton DNC train which started this whole thing in Kosovo and Bosnia back in the 90s when he was president. That's why they kept that history from you here in America. But you talk to a Serbian Christian. You talk to a Serbian Christian about what happened in Kosovo. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. And that was the very moment when all that happened. That was the very moment that the synagogue of SA-10 kicks in. Because she's been sitting back on her high, high moral horse, just watching it all, all moving the pawns, the brains behind the whole operation, connecting back to what I said in Revelation 11. That was the moment the Zionists were waiting for, exactly what they're waiting for right now in November this year in the United States of America. But it's not only happening here, it's happening in South Africa right now too. We need to pray for our South African brothers and sisters of every color because we are all of Israelite creed. We are all of Israelite creed. And this is a Zio synagogue of Satan destabilization process that's going over on the world because of this woo flu. It really is. Why did the synagogue of Satan, the Zio, 
want an attack on Serbia? That's the question that you have to ask. The West has been brainwashed by the Zionist occupied media to think that Islam is the arch enemy of the Jew. But it's really not. It's really not. You see, on the surface, they want you to believe that. And it appears that way as they brainwash you through Fox News and all of this CNN and all this nonsense. But whom the Zio truly perceive as a threat is Western Christian civilization in any form, Serbian, American, South African, whatever. You see, Zionists are indeed hand in hand with their comrades. And they don't, they don't care what form their comrades come as. They can be BLM, Antifa tarts, they can be, they can be Albanian Muslims, they can be anything, they don't care, as long as it's going to destroy Western Christian infrastructure, they don't care. They will make ties, where be ties between Israel and Sunni dictatorships of Saudi Arabia and Qatar, no problem, because it all works towards their end goal, you see. What the Sunnis don't realize is that the Zionists are backstabbers, and as soon as their packs stop to interest them, they will turn round and devour her who rides upon the very beast. They will just turn round, and the beast will turn on the woman who rides it. You see, the synagogue of Satan is not afraid of the Mohammedan. No, no, no. They have them on their payroll and fund terrorist organizations. It's that simple. What they are afraid of is Western Christian civilizations succeeding, thriving in education and morality and values and remaining intact. And they cannot have that. Any virus they can introduce to keep us divided, because divided nations are easy to conquer. From there, they can watch us from afar as we disintegrate from within. Is that happening right now? It surely does seem to be. That's why there is such massive, massive support for Kosovo Albanians and such massive oppression. And NATO supported the ethnic cleansing of Kosovo Christian Serbs. And it was terrifying to see. And when I saw that, I was like 19 years old and secular. But I grew up, you know, under the Church of England. And you'd see, well, hang on a minute. Why is, why, why are they supporting these Albanian Muslims? And, 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 but they span it. They span it in the whole press. I don't know if you, you guys read that when, or, or if you're of the age when, or even if that news really made it much over here. I don't know. But as I come into this 17th chapter and I see what's happening in the world and I remember those days of my youth, it really does concern me because it's the same template that's being used. And it's the same template. It's the woman riding the beast. And that beast, 
That beast is the synagogue of Satan, but they are in league with the Mohammedan. They are in league with Mecca and Medina. You see, friendship between the leftists and Islamic supremacists, that is the red-green axis, and it's an alliance of mutual convenience. Their accord is really about their mutual goal to destroy Western Christian infrastructure, America, South Africa, by subversion. Even the Ayatollah, the Ayatollah Khamenei hailed Black Lives Matter back in 2017. Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan has called for the murder of police in the name of Islam, and he even invoked the Quran to do it. Look at verse 18. And the woman that you saw is that great city that reigns over the kings of the earth. They're all on the train going through every DNC station from Clinton's Kosovo in Bosnia all the way to this November. And I'm telling you, NATO is a big part of it. And that's why they've got to defund the police. That is why they've got to keep letting Portland, Oregon burn every single night. That is why these Antifa tarts, and that's why they're enforcing you to wear masks and look like you're from the nation of Islam and Islamic, because that is what they did in Persia to the women in Persia, and that is what they're doing. The next thing you know, you're going to be wearing the whole kerchief and everything. Oh, yeah. It's against my religious belief to wear a veil and to be masked. We live in interesting times, though, don't we? Very interesting times. And though I don't think old Joe could carry the hoe down into his basement, even if he wanted to, to give her a good old sniff, I just don't think that that's the prophecy. But do I think that he's a part of it? Do I think he's just a stooge being used by all the powers that be? I do think the axis of evil is something tried and tested out in Kosovo in the 90s and being implemented here in America and being implemented in South Africa right now. It's a Zio-funded Chi-Com Wu-Flu virus, and it's being used to destabilize the world, to mask you up, to look like a bunch of Mohammedans, because guess what, baby? That's all they'll do is always side with the foot soldiers to destabilize, and these Antifa talks, they look like they've just come out of Mecca as if they've been circling the cabal with their twisted perversion. They're masked up and dressed up just like the deserts of Saudi Arabia. They'd fit right in there and the majority of our society looks just the same too. But Yahweh says that his people commune panaim el panaim face to face because I want to see the shining of your beautiful face 
I want to see the shining glory of your beautiful face. I want to see the expressions of the creator that he's put into your face because that is my religious freedom. And I will not go down without a fight. And none of us should acquiesce to stupid because then you become stupid, my friends. It makes no sense what they're saying because they're insensical, insane, because they are occult and luciferic to the very core, because they are riding the very beast that we're talking about here. So as for me, those foot soldiers of Antifa, BLM, and lefty turds, well, they can carry on with their burning and looting. And you know what? They can be lobbying for the removal of the police. So when you, the UN comes in, NATO comes in, and those Chicoms come in, they'll sweep those tarts right up first to the nearest FEMA camp, and maybe then our cities can get a good clean-up. But it's going to be the Mohammedan foot soldiers, just like it was back in Kosovo in the 90s. I'm telling you, you wait and see. November isn't far along, but they're prepping you to push you off the precipice. But we won't go without crying the name of our creator and shout in his name to the glory of the world because Yahweh reigns and he is sovereign over our lives and he has a victory and a plan and he's taking us into the wilderness and it ain't no Arabian wilderness. It's the wilderness of protection where the woman will flee. We're into some amazing times of prophecy. It's an amazing time to be alive. Stay strong, stay powerful, stay watchful, and fight. Fight them everywhere. As Winston Church, we'll fight them on the beaches. We'll, we'll fight them in the grocery stores. We'll fight them on the transport. We'll fight them everywhere. <laughs> oh, you got to, though. I mean, well, I do anyway. <laughs> I've got to, apparently. Let's see what you guys have got to say in the chat this afternoon. Oh, we won't go too long, because I think I already went too long, didn't I? Let me see. I've got to find me spectacles, my testicles, my wallet, and my watch. All right. All right. If you want me to pick up on any chat today. Let's take me over onto that camera in the corner there. Um, red line me. And some of you on Facebook are like, what do you mean red line me? That's because I'm on YouTube chat. You're on the wrong platform. Bump over here onto YouTube chat. I got my man 45 Kimber. He says, well done, Matthew. Do you think they will ramp up their rituals during their teshuva of Elul? I think they're ramping up their rituals right now. It's a cult. It's all going on down in Joe Blow's basement right now. That's for sure. Bunch of Antifa tarts. We've got Shiloh, the man in the postal van. And he says, do you think they will postpone the elections if they don't get their way. Well, I, I, I mean, crying out loud, you're right. You're, you're rolling around in a postal van, mate. So you should know more than I should. <laughs> I wonder, are you being harassed in that postal van now? It's pretty interesting. He's been rolling around in a postal van for several years, but it's almost prophetic, you know? It's kind of interesting. We need to get you a little pair of postman shorts and all that, don't we? 
Diesel Grandpa, I'm seeing you this week, Diesel Grandpa. Um, he says, everybody's Kung Flu fighting, you salty chap. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We've got some great, great chat here. Jacob James, he says, do we flee to the woods or stay put? Jacob, well, you want to find and prepare. Prepare a place in the wilderness. We've got nods in here, lots of nods. We've got a lot of guys here that are prepping. I love to do the prepping too, so we got to prep. Um, Dinky Dude or 1000, do you think it will be a literal fleeing? Yes, I do, to a wilderness or more spiritual, as in he'll protect us where we are currently at. Hey, if you're in California, you better move. That's all I'm telling you, okay? Um, there, you know, Seattle, Portland, big problems, all right? No, I think we've got to get, we're going to be going to the wilderness, but I think it's going to be a spiritual move to the wilderness. It can't be a fleshly, carnal move because all of a sudden I bought enough ammunition, rice and beans, and I'm ready to go. No, it has to be a Holy Spirit, supernatural, empowering. It's time to go. And it will be testified to by a multitude of saints and will be of one accord and we'll be ready to go. Ready, Donnie? Amen. Amen. Much more truth. Much more truth. You best come up here and, and be my point man, okay? We don't want you down in Florida. I need some, I need some um, support. I need some young, healthy, strong men and some young, healthy, strong women up here. Come on, let's get going. Let's get ready. Get ready for the apocalypse, I'm telling you, but get spiritually ready more than anything. But uh, Truth Like Velcro, that's a good name, isn't it? I like it. Torah to the Tribe, Shabbat Fellowship. Yeah, I thought that comment was a little weird. Who was she talking about? She never answered. Anyway, I don't know what you're talking about, but um, um, looks. Uh, I'm sure it's fun. Oh, oh, no, I didn't. Now I'm going to have to backtrack. John Shukul is going to bring us some information here, John. Matthew, did you know that Bill, Parr, Bill Barr played a big role in Ruby Ridge? No, I didn't. Hit us a link that we can look into that because maybe I'll have to retract my statement now. I didn't know that. But, um, yeah, John Shukul, hey, give us a link. Put a link in there if we can. We'd love to read about Ruby Ridge, wouldn't we, peeps? Yes, we would. All right, Linda George, Matthew, please give a word to those Malkizedic saints in there. Yes, I will. We have got some Malkizedic. We've got a full house in here today. What a blessing. Went down to the river this morning. We got Mickford. It was gorgeous. We found a beautiful spot. The sun was shining on us. It was like bath water. Pure nature all around us. It was absolutely wonderful. Yar's daughter, what is your view then of the deal they just made with the United Arab Emirates? I just think that that's just a sham. Just a sham, I really do. Hey, Modesto, where did you go? Oh, I just saw him and then he went. Then he went, he's back, where is he? Where is he? You guys are chatting it up fast here this afternoon. Modesto, Modesto, regarding pharmacia, I was hard line. Then a two-year-old had cancer. Many believe all meds are sorcery except for, except for the one they need. B, allergy, refuse 
EpiPen, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? You know what? I have a saying. If I haven't walked in your shoes, I've got to be careful. I'm not going to be judging you because I haven't walked in those shoes. You're going to have to draw your own lines, aren't you? You're going to have to draw your own lines and be by the Spirit. Yes, we have a question in the back. I'll take a sip from our... Helen, Helen asks, mm -hmm. um, Matthew, do you think congregating in church buildings will become too dangerous? Shabbat Shalom from New Zealand, loving this fellowship, guys gathering us. Yeah, I do. We have noodles coming past here filming us. People hate anything of faith that has its roots in the Bible. That's what I'm talking about. Western Christian society. Torah observant or not. What if you're next to California or Arizona? Oh, Jacob James, I'm in Los Angeles. Ah, yes. Yes, you are. Man. Again, Los Angeles, that's a tough nut to be. I know many brothers and sisters that have fled Los Angeles in the recent months. But again, Yahweh's bigger than our geographic location. That I do know. If it all came down to my geographic location, I wouldn't go outside of my bathroom. Yeah, I like this one. I'm gonna. This is a bumper sticker right here from from No Rain, No Rainbows. Here's the bumper sticker bumper sticker that we all need: Bible beans, band aids, and bullets. <laughs> I love it. Bible beans, band aids, and bullets. And we could add one on there: No Biden. All right, No Biden. Give me Bibles, beans, band aids, and bullets. Yeah, so we got Chris down there in FEMA Region 4. If I die, guys, ask my wife for my ammo and weapon cash. You all can have them. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Chris. That's my kind of man right there. And uh, my goodness. Gee, gee, gee. Mm-hmm. Dinky Doodle 1000. Matthew, can we study, study Daniel when we finish Revelation? Well, Dinky Doodle, my wife is going to be giving me a break, and she is studying um, Daniel right now, and I'm going to try and convince her to teach you all the book of Dan. Why are you laughing? They would love it. They would love it. She would do an amazing job. She would. You, she would do a, don't you think? I think she'd do a wonderful job. It would be so spirit-filled, and it would be so sensitive and kind. And you'd be like, how does she put up with him? You would see, you'd see the full Nolan pie <laughs> right there on the intricacies of how it works in the Nolan cult, right? Because apparently it's a cult, according to our haters out there. 
Christine Beamer, I haven't got my clock going here. I will go way too long. All right, I'm going to pretend we've been going for five minutes, even though I know we've been going longer. Where did you go, Christine? My son is a... Ooh, I'm going to have a little refreshing drink before I read this one. This one looks good. Mm. My son is a spy pilot. See, I needed a refreshment. My son is a spy pilot in the Air Force and doesn't seem to know anything <laughs> that's truly happening. <laughs> it's very troubling. Also, he and his family are in California. Bloody heck. Well, yeah, that would be troubling. Uh, is he a Democrat? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. My son is a spy pilot in the Air Force, and he doesn't have a bloody clue of what the hell's going on, and his family's in California. Is that about the, 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 the scoop of it there? Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I am not poking fun at you, Christine. I am poking fun at um, just the absurdity of the world that we live in. But that's the problem, you see. I mean, I love to play chess. And most of these people are pawns. They are foot soldiers. And, you know, in history, people go, well, how could the Nazis have done all of that? That was wickedness, and what they did was awful. How could those soldiers have done that? They didn't have critical thinking. They had no critical thinking. They were just following orders. And the terrible thing today, people are just following orders. I just walked into a store the other day. Oh, you can't come in here without them. And I explained them. I explained them the law. I said, you, you're not listening to me. I said, you need to listen to what I just said. You're ignoring what I just said. Because they can't think. This morning we came up out of the mikvah. Brother is exhausted. He's about to fall over and collapse. Exhausted. So we sit him down on the chair. They come out, oh, you can't sit there, it's the COVID-19, woo flu, chan flu, muka flu flu, we've got to wipe the flu doo-doo down, we're not serving bread. I said, look, he's a guest at the hotel. He needs to sit down. Oh, we haven't wiped it down, we're not serving breakfast, it's the woo flu, chan flu, muka flu, chicka flu, loo doo flu. I'm like, for crying out loud. The man's about to collapse and he needs to sit his ass down on a chair, lady. But she couldn't even think. Couldn't even bloody think. In her brain, it was the woo flu, chan flu, breakfast isn't being served out on the patio. That's my orders. Don't care what you're saying, whether somebody's life depends upon it, whether they have a disability, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what your religion is. Doesn't matter if you have an ADA disability. Doesn't matter that you've got half a lung and you can't breathe. No, 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 no. This is what happened in Nazi Germany. It's called tyranny 
and stupidity. That's what it's called. Ignorance. You acquiesce to stupid, you become stupid, people. Stand. And if you can still stand, stand. Truth like Velcro. I was talking to Torah to the Tribes Shabbat Fellowship. There was a woman who said we should not listen to this man, you. Well, they always say that. Salerno got right down on her asking who she was talking about. Good old Salerno. Is that the Joshua Salerno or the Tamara Salerno? Yeah, well, anyway, we don't worry about the naysayers, do we? We don't worry about that. I'm still liking the spy pilot that doesn't a clue what's going on. That's, my, that's the favorite one of today. Let's see what else we got here. Kevin, Neagle, Kevin Niebling um, is hopefully maybe can connect with Jacob James because uh, Kevin will be pulling into Los Angeles, I'm sure. Um, oh, end the masquerade. Oh, that's a good bumper sticker. Yeah, that's from Renee. End the masquerade. That's a good one. I like that. Was that from you? Huh? Oh, yeah, different Renee. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there we go. We need to speak a word to the Malkit Zedeks in law enforcement. You know, I had a great conversation to, in, um, to, um, with a man in law, law enforcement this weekend, this week. So, you know, there's some great guys out there and great girls in law enforcement and in our services. So a lot of people waking up, a lot of people waking up. So pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. Um, hmm. Lots of smoke right now. This is from Kevin, Kevin Niebling. We plan to meet on Tuesday night. Are you down in L.A. right now? Yes, he would be because he says there's lots of smoke. Now, Jim Gerdeson says, I wonder if the chemtrail pilots have any idea what's coming out of the back of their planes. Yeah, I wonder if they do, see? I believe if he knows anything, he cannot speak about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. My favorite mask is embroidered with required place. What was that? That's a spy. We have a spy in our midst. A Persian spy. Gotta watch out for those Persian spies, don't you? Giant killer, I'm seeing you next week. You're going to be dressed up as a dinosaur? I hope so. The world is full of a bunch of mask holes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, Ed, 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 or E.D. says, I was in Air Force Intel and I didn't know anything either. No, he doesn't say that really. It'd be fun if he did, though. I was in Air Force Intel. All the intel is compartmentalized so no one really knows anything. Well, they do, don't they? They do compartmentalize it, that's for sure. Chicka Chicka Flu, that's from John Rahia. Chicka Chicka Flu, yep, yep. Um... 
Chris Bagwell says, we getting in a firefight on the way out of your neck of woods. We ready. I don't know. That's code. That must be like Bagwell code. He's being compartmentalized between Bethany and him, all the information. It's not being directed directly to Chris here. And Kevin says, I'm in Cottonwood, just south of Reading. That means he's been sitting. Um, does that mean you've been on Lake Shasta all day fishing? I bet it does. I know what you do. Ah. Ah, oh, much more truth. Says, deadly head wound. Is it a cunt... A county or a country. Thoughts on the United Arab Emirates Treaty and the Beirut explosion. Wow. The Beirut explosion. We definitely can't give you our thoughts on that on YouTube, can we? Yashub says, I identify myself as an invisible mask wearer. You can't judge me. Oh, that's nice. I have an invisible. My mask is invisible. I love it. You could just act crazy like that, like King David did. No, no, I am wearing it. It's invisible. It's new technology. You just can't see it. It's plasma. It's plasma-based. Feel here. You've got to put your finger right inside my nose and up my nose where it's tethered. Just stick your finger up. They would do it too, wouldn't they? They're so stupid. Yeah, yeah, just stick your finger right, right up my nose. That's where it's tethered, okay? And then if you can feel it, come on, give me your finger. You can feel it. If it kind of comes right, you don't want to do that? Okay, then well, leave me alone. Let me shop in peace. Crying out <laughs> I'm going to have to try that one. I am going to, I guarantee you, Moshe is like, we're doing it. I'm going, I'm going to try it just for kicks and giggles. I try all kinds of different ones. But I'm going to try the invisible mask. You guys try it too. Let's try the invisible visible mask with the nose tether. Okay? And let's see what kind of response we get. I will give $100 to the person that gets an idiot to put their finger up your nose. Okay? Just let me know on the chat next time. I mean it. If you manage to get some libtard to put their filthy finger up your nose to find the tether for your invisible face pass, you're going to get a hundred bucks. Right? I mean, come on, they should get more than that. And with that folly, and without further ado, <laughs> we are going to take a break next week. We are going to go somewhere on holiday. Not very far, but we shall be back, y'all willing, to Revelation chapter 18. Remember, if you made it this far, you deserve a medal. And we deserve some thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and please think about supporting the ministry and donating to Torah to the Tribes. Remember, you can find us at TorahToTheTribes.com and go to our forward slash connect page. Connect with lots and lots of brethren through the Zoom platforms. We had a brother who had um, some health issues. It was the midst of the night, and they thought, well, what shall we do? Everybody's asleep. But they made connections with people in Europe. 
that they knew would be up, so they gave him a call, and they're praying for each other over the phone, and amazing miracles happen. So you make those connections on the Zoom Torah to the Tribes forward slash connect page, and you don't have to wake people up. But if you're not sleeping, you can call somebody up in South Africa, New Zealand, England, or wherever, and you can have fellowship anytime, any place. Because those are the kind of connections that we need in a crazy world like this. Revelation chapter 18 in two weeks. Yah bless you and Shabbat Shalom.